Hey there, I uh, hope you're doing well. In this video, let's talk a little bit about debugging. Uh, now we're going to take a, a, a specific example. I mean, one that's at least reasonably specific, but the, the approach itself should, should be rather generic. So you should be able to apply this concept, the idea to, to problem solving and bug fixing in general. If you've done this for a while, again, you uh, not most of this may not be new to you, uh, but few, but you know, depending on your background, what you've done in the past, um, my hope is some of this helps you, right? And I'm pretty I'm confident it might, uh, even if not immediately, at some point in the near future, hopefully, right? So let's say I was debugging something the other day, like very recently. I've been working on some API work of late uh, at Snowpal, and one of the things I'm doing is, is uh, you know, without getting into too much detail. Uh, been trying to implement a new set of endpoints and I was debugging, I'm sorry, I was implementing uh, something in Node and specifically on Nest.js. What happened was, uh, again, as I was writing code and every few lines of code, after I write every few lines of code, I make it a point to test it, right? Whether it's, it's uh, test driven or otherwise, even if it's on Insomnia or Postman, or, uh, a graph or REST client, Every few lines, like few lines, literally meaning 10 to 15 lines of code, I want to make sure it runs. Uh, I don't write like 100 lines of code before I test the first uh, 10 or the next 10 and so on. Because if you write too many lines of code before you start testing, uh, you just don't know if, if things are bound to fail and it's going to be hard for you to tell where it failed. So with that said, so I was, I was writing some code and I, I saw an exception, right? It, it told me, I don't recall the exact exception, but it was along the lines of it not finding a certain dependency. Now the dependency was there, right? From an NPM standpoint, it was there uh, and it should have found it, but it did not for whatever reason. Now I spent like 10, 15, 20 minutes, almost a half hour trying to debug it. And I'm like, it was the same error. I tried a variety of different changes. And again, when you make, when you try to debug, you want to make one small change at a time. I've seen that sometimes folks make like uh, three or four different changes and then they're like, it's still broken. But again, if you do make more than one change, you, you could end up in a vicious cycle where you're not even sure if you're heading in the right direction. So do not make any more than one change. Doesn't matter if it's uh, small or tiny or not so tiny, but the change should be one at a time, right? You have to be able to assume like Citrus Paribus conditions when you debug anything. If you try to make too many changes, and by too many, I mean even if like two different types of changes, uh, then you're gonna, it's gonna lead you in the wrong direction. It's gonna take you much longer to debug the problem. So, Let's say I made a change and then it uh, I, I saw the same exception. Uh, then I undo the change, go back to the original state, revert it, and then make some other change. I did that and it was the same exception, right? So it was a half hour, maybe even longer, uh, probably longer, because at that point I was pretty frustrated. I'm like, okay, I've looked at this for, for a good amount of time. Uh, and the good amount of time sometimes could be two minutes, sometimes could be five minutes, sometimes could be two hours, right? So that window depends on the complexity of the problem the uh, depends on two things one is the the actual complexity of the problem and two is your perceived complexity of the problem right even if the problem is actually complex but you don't perceive for that to be complex it is going to uh, do you a little good because it's going to make you frustrated right at least it does that to me anyway so i was trying to debug it and after an hour i realized you know what uh, i could try 10 different things and maybe it'll end up with the same exception so uh, the dependency it did not find or where it was looking to find it and it, it did not find it. I manually ported the dependency, like co copy the dependency over, not as part of my script uh, or the deployment process, but literally copied, I mean, wrote, just do a copy cp dash uppercase r recursive copy and stuck all of the dependencies in the directory just to see if it would work, right? Just to, just to check, get your, do a sanity check. 
And when I did that, sure enough, it got past that problem, but reported some other issue, right? But that's fine, right? It's seemingly progress in a way, even though you've not solved the problem, you sort of try to work around it by placing, um, you know, a, a duplicate redundant directory. That's fine. I just want to see how far I could go. And then it, it pointed me to a different exception. And as it turned out, I was referencing the modules uh, incorrectly, not the way I should have been referencing them. Uh, so again, I don't want to go to the detailed specifics of the problem because that might just cue what I'm trying to say here. The point being, while you, after I sort of fake uh, installed the, the directory the second time uh, manually, I was able to get past it and see the real source of the problem. And then after I fixed the, that, so that issue, the second issue, uh, it resolved, it actually took care of the first one as well. And I didn't have to do the manual copy anymore. I just did an rm-rf remove, wiped, yanked the entire directory. And I tried to run the same script again and things just work fine. So what I want to share about virtue of this experience is sometimes as you're debugging, you're trying different things and you, you feel stuck, right? You're like, you, you can't breathe almost. You feel like somebody's choking you. Uh, like when you hit a wall essentially, right? What do you do? Some people take a break and come back. Uh, I've tried that, but I, I can't take a break when I'm stuck in the middle of something. I just want to actually solve the problem. Otherwise, I wouldn't even enjoy the break. But if you can, that's great. Uh, because that'll give you some clarity. You, you, uh, you know, it's just a short five, 10 minute break, have a cup of tea and you come back and maybe you're thinking better, you, you know, uh, your mind is clearer. Uh, but if that, that approach doesn't work for you, uh, what you want to do is try something different. In other words, uh, it's very, it's, it's, it's expect, you know, it's, it's not surprising that we might end up trying the same thing slightly differently, you know, as one of the, one of Albert Einstein's quotes is, right? You can't try the same thing over and over again and expect like different results. So even if you're changing one thing at a time, make sure it's a different one thing. You can't change the same one thing repeatedly because trust me, I've done that too. Sometimes you do it, you feel like you want to do it again and you feel like you do it the third time and something somehow it's going to magically work. Obviously, it doesn't work that way, right? I mean, software is, uh, is fortunately very, very quantitative uh, and machines are quantitative, right? So if you treat them the same way, they're going to give you the same response every single time. So you're going to have to make some changes and adjustments. So in this example, I was able to get past the problem by manually doing something and you, you know when you're doing it that that is not your solution, right? So let's say you have to solve 10 problems linearly, one after the other in serial. Uh, logically, you want to solve the first one and the second one and the third one. But sometimes life in the world of software development is not doesn't at least appear to be very rational, right? So you want to work around these bottlenecks and keep moving past. So you see the final outcome. Yeah, sure, you have to do 10 uh, manual changes uh, and that's not, you're not gonna push that, make it part of the PR or it's not gonna be ever merged or anything like that. But at least you know that if you got past these problems, like all of these uh, weakest links in the chain, you will, there is light at the end of the tunnel, right? That's an important thing to understand. So going again, just doing a re quick recap of this example, it was complaining about the dependencies. The dependencies were there. I tried to look at it. The directory was there. The files were there. I'm like, okay, why is it failing? As it turned out, it's it's the fact. It was not the. It was not a question of the directory being there. It was. It was more a question of me referencing that incorrectly. What that means is the underlying code that I was using. Probably there's a you know a lot of these open source frameworks. There's tons of PRs open. I see that all the time. So if you dug deeper, maybe there, there is an open PR 
in the Nest.js code base that speaks to something like this. Maybe not directly, but at least implicitly, maybe it surfaces, the problem surfaces differently for different people. Uh, but you can sort of spend a lot of cycles trying to find out if there's an open PR. And if you can find that, and if you can contribute or add to the fix, and you know, be a good Samaritan, a good citizen, that's great. But if you don't always have, if you don't have the time to doing it at that point, at least uh, that instant of time, and you want to actually get past the problem so you're not blocked, uh, you have to try some things differently. So again, don't uh, you trust the exceptions that you see. I mean, the moral of this video, if anything, if you forget everything else, is that trust the exceptions that you see, but definitely take them with a grain of salt. Just like we write code and our exception handling may or may not be perfect and sometimes it's not even there. Uh, the code base that they're using, whether it's open source solutions out there, libraries and frameworks, or if it's another COTS product, if it's open source, at least you can dig, look into the code and tell what's going on. Life is a whole lot easier. And a lot of us work using open source libraries and frameworks for the most part. But there are situations where you're using COTS solutions as well. There it gets much trickier because you know, you're running into an error and there is no way you can debug the problem. And then you almost tend, uh, you know, you give the benefit of the doubt as an engineer to the other party, right? You're like, hey, I must be doing something wrong. So, you know, the, the tools should be working all right. The library should be picture perfect and intact. So if it's not working, it's something that I must be doing incorrectly. That is, it's not always the case. And trust me, uh, it has been me the wrong way because I've always placed that trust and it's natural because you tend to think that if it makes someone making mistakes, it's probably you, not somebody else. Because, because it's been merged by a moderator, it's become part of the code base, other people are using it. But surely, right, that, that, if that were to be the case, were to have been the case, then they would have no open PRs or no bugs. That's not this, that's never the scenario, right? Like I just posted something this morning where I was trying to edit a message on LinkedIn and then my app, the LinkedIn app crashed basically, right? And LinkedIn's got a ton of bugs, just like lots of other products out there. I'm running into issues with like iMessage with the uh, recent iOS updates. So there's bugs everywhere. doesn't matter if it's small, medium size, large and super large and insanely large companies. There are bugs because there are people like you or I actually writing code in those teams. Sure, they must, they can afford to have better processes so these don't go uncaught. Uh, but but we've seen that that's, that's hardly ever the case, right? Anyways, I've, I felt like sharing this uh, may help you. Um, again, taking a break is one option. Two is if you're like me, you can seem to take that break. Just make sure you try something differently. Don't fall into the trap of trying the same thing or trying more than one thing, changing more than one thing at a time because it's, it's going to make life harder. Um, hope that helps at least to some extent. And before I end the video, uh, remember to check out our platform if 